Hello all, I hope you're having a nice day. Today I'd like to talk about how certain radioactive isotopes can be helpful to us. For this project, I chose iodine-123. However, I will also be talking about iodine-129 and 131. Let's go way back to when Bernard Cortez discovered the first traces of iodine in 1811 and when Glenn T. Seerborg and John Livingood discovered the radioisotopes of iodine-129 and 131 at the University of California in the late 1930s. These three radioisotopes have similar uses. First up is iodine-123, which according to the National Cancer Institute, is a radioactive isotope of iodine, a non-metallic element of the halogen group with an atomic mass of 123 and a half-life of 13.2 hours, which decays by emitting gamma rays. As you might have already guessed when I mentioned gamma, iodine-123 is used for medical imaging all over the body, the stomach, bladder, and especially the thyroid. The thyroid gland is located at the front of the neck in the shape of a butterfly, and is the gland responsible for producing hormones to stabilize the metabolic rate, the heart, brain function, and development, as well as mood. Before the scan, you are given a radioisotope or radionuclide, or tracer if you will. The tracer can be administered either by injection or orally through a pill or liquid. This is iodine-123, which releases gamma rays from inside the body that are detectable using gamma cinematography. The tracer reaches the thyroid within 20 to 30 minutes after administering and then starts to get absorbed by the thyroid. The whole point of using iodine-123 is the fact that the thyroid, as well as cancer cells, can easily absorb iodine quickly. When doctors are looking at the scans, they look for the areas in which there is barely any iodine, showing that cancer cells have absorbed it, possibly indicating a tumor. These scans can also be used to check abnormal growths, inflammation, swelling, hyper and hypothyroidism. Iodine initially is produced in a cyclotron or an accelerator through proton iridation of xenon in a capsule. Xenon-124 absorbs a proton and loses an electron to perform xenon-123, or xenon-124 loses two neutrons to form cesium-123, which decays to xenon-123, then into iodine-123. Before, iodine-123 was not fully iodine-123. It, it had huge traces of iodine-124 and 125, which increased the half-life, allowing more exposure to radiation in the body. Today, however, scientists have made iodine-123 have, have less of those traces, meaning less radiation. Thanks to the use of iodine-123, iodine-131, which is a more radioactive isotope, does not need to be as frequently used in the scans, and more iodine can be used in imaging now, creating a better picture. Of course, with every isotope comes its downsides. Some cons are if the iodine is given in too heavy doses, it could be harmful, may cause hypothyroidism, dysfunctions, or cancers, as well as allergic reactions. Also, since the iodine tends to leave through human milk and through urine or past the placenta and reproductive organs, pregnant women are strongly encouraged against these procedures unless truly needed. Doctors also advise waiting to conceive a child six months after the scan. The pros are also important to consider, such as the clear images and diagnosis it, it provides, without causing thyroid stunning or cell injury. After diagnosis, iodine-129 or 31 or 131 can be used for treatment. They are produced by the fission of uranium atoms during operation of nuclear reactors. 
When low doses are ingested for treatment, they can slow down activity and lower hormone production to treat hypothyroidism. When high doses of iodine-131 are given, they treat thyroid cancer. As you can see, although these isotope, radioisotopes expose us to radiation, they still, have, they still help a lot in medicine. Thank you.